0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the 2000 x podcast where we talk about games, cartoons, and other crap I find interesting this week. On this week's episode, I am doing a lot of changes. Number one, uh format change. So originally I tried to do this as like a quote unquote live recording, which is my way of saying I was gonna go through nonstop without <laughs> stopping, without editing. But I was like, this is stupid, I keep on getting distracted and there's stuff I keep on like forgetting or whatever. So instead, what I'm going to try is, what's it called? Hold on, looks like it didn't save all the work that I did. Oh, shoot, that stinks. Uh, Sorry, some outside stuff. Hold on, maybe. Oh, that's cool. Okay, sorry. Anyways, as you can see right now, basically, it was like that a lot. But it was like, how I just got distracted right now, but like on a larger scale, I would like full on forget, but luckily good, The good news is that I am uh, able to, what's it called? The good news is that I have this new format idea in my head that I'm trying out today based, it's all based on like whatever media I'm playing, you know, or reviewing, I guess. Um, additionally, I am I'm not going to be talking about um Black Ops 4 this time around because it was my cousin's idea to talk about it and he's not here. And a game like Black Ops really involves community, which is to say more than one person. So I want his opinions here. And plus if I happen to get um if I figure out an idea on how to add people's opinions or like the community's thoughts onto here without it sounding all funky, um then I'll do that in short. But yeah, Uh, what's it called? I'm getting a little distracted again. So, today's episode isn't about Black Ops 4. Instead, we're going across the sea to the land we all know as Japan. Gonna talk about their main man, Goku. Watching some anime with Dragon Ball Super. (laughs) Sounded super funky, I know. But don't worry, it's the only time I'm gonna do that, probably. In short, we're gonna be talking about Dragon Dragon Ball Super. More so, the Dragon Ball Super movies. I've always been a fan of Dragon Ball... However, I've only ever really, I guess, I should say, I've liked the movies more than I've liked the show. Uh, When I came to Dragon Ball Z, Z Kai, which is the one I grew up with, I liked the beginning when, when, sorry, when Goku fought Frieza, Vegeta, and Cell, and, like, the what's it called? The Saiyan, the Frieza, and then the Android arc. I liked those. I don't know if the android and the cell arc are two different things or the same thing. But in short, I like those three. But then after that, I started getting a little bit out of it when Goku started getting crazy or hair and stuff like that. I was not super big into it because of the transformations. However, and actually, I've always had a trouble with the Superman kind of character. Personally, I've been more into characters like Batman where they're grounded, you know? He's just a human, basically. Goku, on the other hand. Goku and Superman are both very, you know, powerful. Okay, I'm getting distracted. But in short, I've liked the movies more. Because even... Well, see, Dragon Ball did used to have a lot of story. Even though, like... Well, before it was Americanized, of course, into Z-Kai. There was always a lot more story and stuff going on. But that's not exactly what, um... In short, I've never really been big on story. I'm personally a fan of what I like to call the Saturday morning cartoon, cartoons from the '90s all the way to the early 2000s, where plot and lore, or no, lore and storylines and character motivations were more like rewards for watching the show very long, and then the beginning was all just kind of mindless violence and some minor plot. You know, uh, I'll get more into that. In the, I'll get more into that in the future along the lines of my. Probably when I do the communities and fandom review, it's hard to explain. But yeah, in short, um, what's it called? I've I've always liked um, the basic kind of cartoons. Like I said with the Godzilla review, I've always liked the basic kind of media. It's nice to it's or it's pretty interesting to watch really thoughtful movies like um, The Hole or. The Cube, things that really make you think, that probably change your perspective or whatever. But, you know, when you watch that kind of crap, when you get back from school, it just like, it's, it's a weight on you, you know? Get back from school, get back from work, get back from thinking as it is. You, you, it's a weight, you know? So sometimes I even, I enjoy the mindless media a lot more. You know, like video games without storylines or like, what's it called? Uh, Saturday morning cartoons You know that's probably why the I'm, I'm like a 90's kid at heart Even though I was born in the not 90's <laughs> In the early 2000's It's hard to explain it's I, like, I like the simple stuff And the Dragon, Ball, the Dragon Ball movies Really captured that I'll explain more why With today's movie So I'm not going to be reviewing all the movies If I review the other movies it'll be later on uh, Like in their own videos Or their own episodes No, everybody today today the episode we are going to be talking today's episode sorry today's episode we're going to be talking about the latest dragon ball movie made dragon ball super uh broly that's what it says every time i look at it dragon ball super broly the legend not the original although i will be bringing up dragon ball i will be bringing up the legendary super saiyan and cooler's revenge for context later Okay, so before I actually start the review, there's a little thing I want to bring up because it's something that really... I mean, you're going to hear it a lot whenever I reference media such as this. Like, especially with uh, the Godzilla reviews I plan on doing. I I want those to be special, but there's also something you should know, like, before I do those reviews. So, you know, if you don't... I might not bring it up again in the future, or I might bring up, like, a footnotes version. But essentially, yeah... There's a special type of storytelling I've always liked ever since I was a kid. Of course, because I was advertised it as a kid. And because without it, cartoons got really boring after a while. Now, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> With when a creator has a story or a vision they have in mind, they will it's totally their right to what's it called? Like make the full story no matter how boring it is for the viewer. I mean, heck, it's boring for me, but just because I don't find it interesting, that doesn't mean that there won't be somebody who will, you know? Look at all the fandoms for all the modern cartoons there are. I'm not into fandoms myself, but, you know, just look at how many. Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, uh, all this stuff with, like, a storyline or whatever. It's understandable. However, my favorite type of media, personally, is what I like to call the early 2000s. Or No, wait. It's a story type... Okay. It's what I like to call the Saturday morning cartoon. It's a cartoon type that goes from the 90s to the early 2000s. So in short... As most of you may recall, at least as a kid... I was... I didn't grow up in the 90s. However, I... Being... Having, like, a really, like, perfect memory of cartoons from the early 2000s... I... I mean, I kind of, like, second-hand nostalgia for the 90s because... You know, early 2000s was the transitioning period, so, you know. Uh, but yeah, in short, the... All those kind of cartoons, and of course I do hear these things like from the internet, but these kind of cartoons were never really made to tell stories or whatever. They were mostly advertised originally as, well, advertisements. They were made for to sell toys, to sell a product, an idea, or whatever. But in the early 2000s is when people started to make their own ideas. Ever since, I believe, ever since uh, Ren and Stimpy, of course, you'd have a lot more original cartoons. Stuff that wasn't made to sell toys, or at least started selling toys after the cartoon was aired because that was the interest. Maybe it's 80s cartoons, but it's still, the idea still, uh, still applies. Excuse me. <clears throat> in short, their storytelling method was very simple. It was never about the lore or backstory. That was more of a reward. Because that was a reward for watching the cartoon so thoroughly. The main thing that that the cartoons would be advertised for, at least the cartoons I remember, because I'm going to be talking about action specifically, was action and character. For instance, when you think Transformers, right? The original one, the original cartoon, G1 cartoon, is you well i mean to put it simply it was very cheesy and it was all over the place but it was overall very entertaining because of course you had to have cool laser fights you had to have uh, really cool characters and that was it you know i mean heck i still like bruticus and i wasn't even born when that character existed i found out i found out about it i found out about that transformer because of youtube and actually my cousins did have a few transformers but like the 90s ones but they, they didn't even have Bruticus. I just think he's a cool character. These kind of things were enjoyable. Because, well, especially for a kid back then. And even as, like, an adult. Because when you get home from something like school or when, you're, when it's your day off, you don't want to be, like, doing extra thinking. You just want to let your mind sit back and relax. And don't get me wrong. Having a more thoughtful and a, basically people who think like a community that thinks more about what they're doing is very clever but just it can get really frustrating when it just adds and adds and people want to sell you their ideas essentially and i get that in this case they're selling you their toys too but hear me out let me explain more but later on when the cartoons got more original and the toys were less of a less important to the situation cartoons still kind of kept this motto or like this idea this form of storytelling but it was never what's it called but still things like story overall story and and uh character development development excuse me were always introduced later on for instance spot cats which is the best example i have of a 90s cartoon was never really advertised for having an overall plot you would and that would be the kind of part one part two series or season finale but what's it called the main focus was always look at the action oh hey it's your favorite characters and that's it the reason I bring up the cartoons when I'm talking about anime is because out of all the cartoons Dragon Ball or out of all the media Dragon Ball was kind of what set off this style of of storytelling for cartoons it did have storyline also don't get me wrong it wasn't always just action and even when it wasn't always just it wasn't always just people versus people action it was Action in general, I guess. <clears throat> so, you would have, like, these characters. You would have, like, character development. But things like the story, the, I guess, the story arc. Or, like, the, the big story. Like, the lore. There you go. The lore was always kind of introduced as an afterthought. Like, maybe it was hinted at the beginning with the example of Generator Rex where we get to learn the backstory, but we don't learn the full lore. Even backstory was never as much as as important. In the case of Dragon Ball, for instance, or no, in the case of SWAT Cats, uh, the main characters, we don't even hear their backstory until like five episodes in when we get to meet like what's supposedly one of the biggest villains ever, which is funny to me because he's apparently even stronger than a guy who controls time, so that's weird. But he was also pretty cool because he was just like, basically like Darth Vader, but a cat. We don't end- we, but yeah, we don't hear their backstory even until way later. Dragon Ball was the inspiration for this kind of media, especially because I'm pretty sure the creator was a fur- the creator of Swat Cats was a furry, and I'm pretty sure that anime and furries go together because I know a furry, and I kind of think I was. I don't know. It's stupid. It's long story short. This is pretty stupid. Um, long story short. It's the, this style of storytelling, this form of cartoon, um, story and background and lore and backstory and tragic pasts and all this kind of stuff was never really important. Sometimes they didn't even connect to the character's modern motivation. Like they would just suddenly forget about their backstory because there's some good reason to turn evil. And that's it. It was enjoyable because we weren't there to think or to look for details You were there just to enjoy the action that day. That's why it's a Saturday morning cartoon. You waited an entire week. Now you get to have some mindless fun and just let your brain chill out. (sighs) And again, Dragon Ball was kind of the pioneer or the reason we have this kind of storytelling. Now, again, like I said, there were... No, not Dragon Ball. Not the original. The original, actually, I think, if I'm correct, was more of a story because the characters had, like, a goal to collect all seven Dragon Balls. But even then, it was still kind of a simple goal. The fights were pretty action-packed, but not, like, senseless, you know? Okay, now I know I sound all over the place, and I trust me, I am, but, I mean, that's just, like, what else am I gonna say? <clears throat> Sorry, it's just very tough, because I, I was motivated, And I was doing pretty well, and then there was a few disruptions, so I had to delete the very good reviews sections. But in short, Dragon Ball has always been kind of known for this. Even later on, Dragon Ball Z Kai, for example, was more so advertised for its action. You got to see who who got who Goku faced recently, or who the final boss was. Essentially, it was like playing. It was almost like playing a video game, but watching it instead, like the original uh, YouTube let's plays. And that's... I mean that's about it. It's... what's it called? Ah, my head. Something's itching me right now. Uh... It's very tough to explain all this without sounding incoherent. But basically, this is what Dragon Ball was known for. Action, less story, and no backstory. Or, there was backstory, don't get me wrong. I remember, I remember, yes, we all understand that Goku's real name is kick, carrot cake that he was from whatever and that's his backstory but again it didn't matter to the overall story from that point on Goku simply wanted to train and make sure to what's it called save the earth it didn't matter that he was from another planet it was just oh he's from another planet that's cool I wish I was the same and that's it what's it called um oh yeah now I know this all kind of made little to no sense but the reason I bring this up for the Dragon Ball review specifically was because the movies for Dragon Ball understood this. And I mean the old movies. Dra- Broly, Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan. Cooler's Revenge. Those are my main two go-tos right now. Because I, besides the fact that they're my favorite characters, it's easier to name them off the top of the head. Everybody knows those characters, you know, so I don't have to explain as much. But essentially, stuff like maybe the really thoughtful cartoons were a commodity. While these kind of movies were advertised as, oh, actually no, I got distracted. Okay, I <clears throat> might have to make a 2000s or a Saturday morning cartoon video or podcast in the future. So in short, in short, in short, these movies really understood this principle. Less backstory, more, what's it called? More plot, because there is not even plot, more action. Because there is a plot, of course. You have to have a reason why these are all here. They have to be understandable. Otherwise, you might as well just go watch a street fight, you know? And this, remember, this is like before World Star was a thing as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, you might as well go watch a street fight. So there was plot, but there was no over, what's it called? Basically not like what I'm doing right now where they over explain things. There was no exposition. I mean, there was exposition, but it wasn't important. It didn't ruin anything. The overall point was enjoyable. And this is what the modern Dragon Ball Super movie did not understand. Let's see, oh, actually, I'm surprised you have that for the second. Oh, okay, it's Friday. So, <laughs> um, what's it called? Yes, I'm, I am indeed recording. I made a few couple recordings um, already, attempts, but yeah, now we're finally talking about the actual movie. Yay! So, worst case scenario, I just have to upload the originals. <laughs> Might even include this in the bloopers. Okay, I'm taking it too much time. I, I'm on a time limit at the moment. So, it, I finally actually... Now we're actually talking about the movie. And before I... Well, as I mentioned with Saturday morning cartoons... two There are two main elements. It's, t- it's actually three. Three main elements of these kind of cartoons. So, I mean, even, like, usually when they have a story... These three are really what's advertised or what's, like, gonna be memorable to the kids... And technically, your overall audience. Because, in in short, your average viewer isn't going to care about, like... And I mean your average viewer. The internet may sound like a massive amount of people. Because it's the internet. You have tons of voices. But in reality, those are about, like, tons of smaller voices being added together. So your average viewer may only care about the surface-level information. And in the case of Saturday morning cartoons, as I called them, the surface-level information has to be... Um, the, or the three main elements To the entire thing Is the surface level information And the surface level information Sorry I'm dealing with the cobweb So I'm a little distracted um, Is the fight Or the action of course well, Whatever it's out of the way uh, The action The plot and Well not really the plot <sighs> The action, the characters And the plot which strings it all together because, again, you're not going to have characters just randomly fighting each other. That's not going to make any sense. You need to make some semblance of sense, even in a world where... um What's it called? Even in a world where people are flying and shooting laser beams out of their hands, you need to make some, some semblance of sense. So you have a plot, you know? Even if it's a nonsensical plot, as long as it follows logic, some form of logic, it's a plot, and that's it. In the case of Dragon Ball Z, this is essentially the same thing, but just... I mean, Dragon Ball Super, you know, the movie... It's essentially the same thing, but just extended, you know? It's so extra time. Um, the beginning... It's... The beginning and the, and the ends of the movie are... Well, not ends, but... The beginning and the end of the movie is where the... Where it all starts to fall apart. The midway section follows this perfectly. Not really so the beginning beginning, but the intro. Because we start off with... The first about 20, 20 or more minutes of the movie um start off with introducing our main characters now in reality this should just be goku i mean no sorry this this should just be Brawly and paragus because those are the two characters that are new to the story what's it called um freaking heck adding too much if you've ever heard of the principle of chekhov's gun it essentially i'm not i keep on quoting it every time i try this but i'm just gonna straight up say what it means in short, Chekhov's gun is to never have useless information or information that doesn't apply. Your story can have a lot of lore. Like, if you're writing a book, your book and story can have a lot of lore behind it. But if it doesn't apply to that story, it's just useless information. So, I mean, heck, you could even just get somebody excited for nothing. You never. This is why I personally never keep track of... All right, more specifically, I never write down my lore because... Otherwise, if it doesn't apply to what's going on at the moment, then you're just wasting everybody's time. And that's kind of what happened at the intro. Not the beginning. I should say the intro. Because at the intro of the movie, they introduce Planet Vegeta. They reintroduce Planet Vegeta. And they go over four characters in total. Well, technically six. But only... No, I mean technically five. But only two of them really matter out of all that. Paragus and Brawly. Instead, they've introduced Goku, Vegeta and Frieza. Now Vegeta has a smaller cameo than, tech, Like I guess it's like, technically it's like a smaller cameo than Frieza, I mean, yeah, than Frieza and Goku do, and of course Brawly. But the fact still stands that this is information that doesn't need to be added at the moment. Now I remember before thinking like, I guess, no, actually no, that doesn't, that doesn't apply here, sorry. But in short, they apply... I mean, yeah, they start saying a lot of things. And if you anybody's ever seen the Filmento Review of John Car- Carter... I think... I was about to say John Carpenter. Uh, John Carter or whatever it was. Like, that weird alien movie. Uh, let me Google it real quick. John... Carter. Yeah, it is John Carter. So if anybody's ever seen the reviewer even seen john carter yourself you probably understand what i'm gonna say because in short if i remember correctly based on the review that movie has a, about like five or more different intros being added like intro after intro we already know the character by now and we're seeing him do like a bunch of random crap that doesn't apply to the actual movie and that's kind of what's happened to brawley the brawley movie We do actually learn some important information about Brawly. And personally, I would have liked it better as just like a flashback or something, because it would be kind of like a callback to how the original shows did it. But that doesn't matter, because as long as the Brawly and Paragus information is introduced, you know, as long as we know why Paragus wants revenge and why, how, well, like, kind of like, we also get to learn a bit about the great apes, and as long as we know what the heck a great ape is, then it doesn't really matter. I mean, I should say, that's just the information that actually matters. But... Rather than just be happy and stick with Brawly and Paragus... Which is understandable. I mean, not understandable. I mean, it was a very quick time, essentially. Like, without Goku and Vegeta and everybody added, it would be at least ten minutes less. So... About. I'm estimating. I'm estimating based on memory. I don't even remember all that part. And that's how bad it is. Because it's all information that doesn't matter. I mean... Even information like um planet Vegeta being destroyed would kind of be useful, except even the characters don't care about it because it happens later on and I'll explain then um but in short, the intro is the intro specifically is full of nothing but like backstory now in the original movies, we were introduced i mean we were technically introduced like with a little intro song and you know like scenes or whatever but those were... That was, like, an intro song. Even that happens in this movie, and it, cl- it like, smoothly transitions into, like, the modern day setting of the movie, or the modern setting. Um, not modern setting, I don't know. Like, basically, the present for the characters. Um, excuse me. But the problem is that it doesn't really apply... No. The problem is just that intro... I mean, personally, every time I've rewatched the movie, because I do find it a really interesting movie overall, at least for the middle. Uh, every time I rewatch it, I just kind of skip ahead the first, like, 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> because it's, again, the Brawly and Paragus information is pretty useful. And then they go over a great ape, which is useful for Brawly specifically. Like, what a great ape is. But when it comes to, like, overall, um, when you have Goku's, Backstory being added When you have Vegeta's When you have Um Who else was it? Frieza It just becomes too much to handle And you just start like forgetting Like What did Paragus want again? Like why did Broly It's basic stuff So it's, it is kind of easy, easy to remember But that's just not An excuse as to like Why there's so many intros Okay I've been talking too much about the intro It's already been 8 minutes <laughs> But the good news is that From after the intro About like Again 30 minutes in It is. it does start to feel like the original Dragon Ball movies again. Now, I know it's kind of odd, because given that I'm the person who reviewed two movies based on books and said, oh, I don't want to base the review off the book, why would I be comparing it to the originals? Well, because so far, the Dragon Ball Super movies did feel like the originals. Now, they were also non-canon. Like, and I I personally don't care about canon, but they were also non-canon, so I will say that. However, I feel like... In that case, the canon movie should essentially just be canon story-wise and, like, presentation is like the non-canon movies. In the original, in, um, in short, in the original movies, the intro time was spent, and I mean the actual intro, not even, like, the intro was technically the song, whatever. But, the I guess the beginning of the movie was time spent introducing the characters and introducing their, the plot. Now, technically, I I I will say that having a backstory kind of set up like where we see them as a kid or whatever is introducing the characters. However, they introduce them differently because again, remember three main main importance to a Saturday morning cartoon. Three main elements important to a Saturday morning cartoon: character, plot, and action. So we don't. But when I say character, we don't need to know the history of the character. And this goes to you people who are writing backstory or like writing I guess in short OCs on like role playing communities and internet in general. We don't need to know the backstory. It's it's cool and it's interesting. Don't get me wrong. You you can have you can be a great writer. But it's never stress on it because we don't at least if you're right if you're a writer like me personally, I prefer the Saturday morning cartoon method. We only really need to know their current self because that's what's gonna matter to the rest of the story. Now, when their past matters to the rest of the story, that's when you start introducing it. You can introduce it slowly, introduce it in a special way, like some kind of, um, excuse me, sorry, some kind of website. Like, there are people that, like, make, um, what's it called? Like how the Jurassic, I think Jurassic World, the original one, how the Jurassic World movie introduced, um, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with a special website. You could do things like that, you know? But in short, at the beginning, you never worry about the character's background or their backstory or whatever. It's only about their current character and situation and personality and so on. So it is a lot, but it's also less, at least one less thing to worry about, right? And that's kind of what they did with the original Dragon Ball movies. Man, I need to get some water. (laughs) But in the original Dragon Ball movies, they would always start off by introducing Goku and his personality through his interaction, or his actions with his family. For instance, it was always it was mostly him and Chi Chi, which is his wife. No, not not breasts. I promise. Her name is just Chi Chi, <laughs> um, and it was always uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, it would always be. Or at least mostly be introduced by him and his wife And then of course every side character was introduced in their own section But the focus was on Goku essentially uh, And they would show that by his interactions Mainly revealing that he was somewhat of a goofball A serious goofball unlike Dragon Ball Super But a goofball nonetheless I bring up that little jab at Dragon Ball Super But frankly I don't care about like personality changes They are important don't get me wrong You have to have some consistency But it's fine personally as long as it, I mean, hey, as long as the action's good, That that's me, I'm I'm shallow like that, and the action's pretty okay in Dragon Ball Super. I, I'm not a big fan of Beerus being, like, what he is, but I also don't like Superman, so there's a lot, I can't say that, because I semi-like him, because one of my teachers liked him, and I'm going off on this many tangent, sorry, but one of my teachers liked him in high school, and he was a pretty cool teacher. He actually does a Warhammer podcast, which I'll probably, I don't want to say link to, but... If I ever remember, if I could ever find it again, Roll to Seas or something. Yeah, Roll to Seas. You know, there you go. Go check it out if you're into Warhammer. Uh, fudge. I can't think of anything to say. Greenskins. No, I'm just kidding. I do know. I do know only some Warhammer lore, but I'm getting distracted with Warhammer. I should. I can't review that because I don't know it as much. But in short, I'm getting way distracted. In short, oh man. Um, Goku was introduced, like, at his character and information, his current information, was introduced mainly through his interaction and kind of what's going on. Uh, and again, the plot would be introduced very slowly. Now, the intro never really connected to, like, well, this is what happens for the plot. The intro was more so to get you to the setting and get you to the characters and so on. And that is what happens in Dragon Ball Super's movie. Uh what's it we get to meet Goku and Vegeta which are are which are the two main characters and we even have a cut to Frieza again the characters that are introduced in the beginning but their backstories are being introduced which isn't bad but again useless information for what's going on at the moment like it doesn't even exp- like i none of the characters in that backstory even meet so it's just like kind of random things being thrown on the wall <clears throat> sorry sorry but yeah it is a very... What's it called? Movie. Hmm. Not shallow. Um, well, basically, from this point on, after the intro, it starts to feel like the actual movie. Or, more specifically, it starts to feel like an actual Dragon Ball movie. We even get introduced to a little bit of information on, like, what's happened to Goku so far through dialogue with his... um with one of his trainers or something. That is actually some pretty good stuff because it's it's simple and it's very... It's a lot of exposition, which I know nobody likes to just sit there and be told things, but hey, at the very least, it's written in a way where it's kind of understandable. I mean, if I was having a conversation and that it involves, like, important information, most likely that important information is going to come up, you know? Like, if I want to know something, I'm going to ask stuff, you know? And that's just how it is. I mean, as long as it's not exposition that comes out of nowhere and for no reason, then it's, a, then it's bad, but at the moment, that it was okay. The what's it called? Shoot. Um. Ah man, I'm so tired and stuff. But yeah, the only or no. <clears throat> okay, I'm trying to find out where to talk about next. It's always hard for me to transition to the next thing. Uh, so Frieza ends up not Frieza. Um, ah, oh, uh, yeah, we kind of we, we skipped ahead to where finally we get to meet Broly himself. And frankly, this is where I start to say like the intro doesn't matter because if Brawly gets introduced the way he was, it would be a little more hype worthy. Like, oh shoot, it's Brawly! Like, you'd you'd have. I remember the first time I watched Transformers with my grandparents. Everybody in the theater started cheering once uh Optimus Prime came Prime came in, and I'm a hundred percent sure that when Brawly was introduced, it would have been slightly more hype worthy and like cheer worthy once um he if he was introduced the way he was okay but i'm getting a little distracted on like minor details <sighs> man i need to get some water or i need to take go- a i need to do something but i'm not going to stop the recording cuz we still have- i still have to get this done <laughs> anyways but yeah so it's kind of hard cuz i have to transition into the fight soon which is essentially the middle I guess this is the middle, because now we are... Now we're... Broly is getting the original Dragon Ball treatment. And not as a villain like they used to do, where we didn't know anything about the character. We simply knew them as the villain. Which is something I kind of miss in characters, but... we get to actually... He actually starts getting introduced as a protagonist. And I mean, they don't tell... Straight up say, yeah, he's a hero in this movie. But they say... They do it in, like, their presentation. As I said before, we want to know about the characters... Through their actions and interactions and so on. And in the case of Brawly, it was like... They they gave him characters to interact with. Usually if it was the villain, it would only be with like their subordinates and it would be very little things. We we would, we would know little information until, of course, we were, we were revealed that this is the bad guy and they're going to fight the good guy. But again, in this case, they've actually treated Brawley like Brawly like the hero by having him... Have characters to interact with. These two, these two new characters called Chilai and Limu, or something, Limo. Uh, I don't know why Chilai's easier to remember, and not the orange guy. I mean, the guy was orange, and she's a greenskin. And we all know what we think of greenskins here in the Warhammer podcast. I'm just kidding. This isn't the Warhammer podcast. Hey, but I could probably do that in the future. Uh, I'm not. I'm not super knowledgeable on Warhammer lore, though, so I'll have to do that first. Um, okay, I'm getting distracted, but yeah. So what's it called? Um, we get introduced to uh, Chi-Lai and Limu who Limo. I feel so bad for that. I, like I can't remember the character's name, and he was pretty cool. He was pretty cool in like that, that like kind of like a Master Roshi late. No, maybe not Master Roshi. But yeah, we get to um, who in turn introduced us back to Brawly and Paragus. Uh, again, in, through their interactions, we know a little bit about Brawly's character. Who was um, what's it called? Uh, he's essentially Tarzan, but, like, extra dumb. <laughs> like, Tarzan seemed to have some knowledge. Actually, no, wait. No, yeah, he basically was Tarzan. What the heck? But he could talk, so there's that's a thing. Um, hey, I mean, I'm not against it. Tarzan is a pretty badass character himself, man. I mean, who gets to say they're raised by monkeys? Oh, Well, not monkeys. Apes. Who gets to say they're raised by apes and, like, fought a gorilla? I don't see you fighting no gorilla. No, I'm just kidding <laughs> Just read them cuss word My siblings are doing school in the other room I can't, I can't cuss out loud <sighs> But yes, now we finally get to We get to be introduced through Broly, Which, originally when I recorded I actually never considered that Yeah, he's being introduced like a hero Or like a protagonist But he is being used like a weapon By Paragus Now, they kind of like start explaining it later on They say, oh, or They do exposition essentially Exposition in the wrong way But it's alright, because as long as, um, actually, no, that's later on. At the moment, like I said, the beginning and the middle, or the middle, are where it's, like, starting to get pretty good. And so far, this is in the middle. So it's new information that's not being too spoon-fed. So, I've done so many takes about, oh, my brain is dying. Okay, I've done so many takes on this already, but I'm going to try again. So in short, uh, uh It's a little tough because I'm trying to explain like the transition. We've already met all our characters and now it's finally time for them to meet. And the fight starts off pretty well. And this is also this is also the tough part because I'm technically reviewing a fight and I could talk about the the chain of events, but it's not the same. <laughs> so in short, the fight starts off pretty well. We we start off with um Well, yeah, but it starts off like your average Dragon Ball fight. Broly and Vegeta start off, and, you know, they battle it for a bit until Vegeta just decides to go Super Saiyan and give the the main character a hard time. Now, in order order to show that Broly is a better, or is a threat, actually, no, see, this is the, the tough thing. This isn't like your average fight, because in most Dragon Ball fights, with the villain, emphasis on the villain, the... What's it called? It it essentially becomes like this kind of like my form is better style of like winning. I, or it's hard to explain. They're trying to treat Broly like a protagonist here dr- throughout the movie. And I mean, they did it pretty well with his... What's it called? With his uh, little backstory thing going on. And again, like I said, they gave him the protagonist's treatment, treatment enough with the plot. Uh, and these are the kinds, the kinds of things, and I'm not blaming anybody, but these are the kinds of things that, you know, come with hindsight. Like, oh, you know, this was good enough, you know? Or like, like when you're making your first drawing as a kid and you say, oh, this is pretty bad. But then you realize that once you finish it, the next one will be better, you know? Like, this first time is bad, but the next time is better, and so on. It's just how things are, and... It's kind of what's happening here. Because, again, this movie is really uh, not outrageous. Ah, man, they were making so many memes about it. It is uh, when, like, somebody's, like, doing something that hasn't been done before. Uh, Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. Give me a minute to look up this word. It's going to kill me. Marvel crossover... Meme. Something. It's like something like... Oh, Infinity War is the most ambitious. There you go. So when it comes to Dragon Ball movies, this has to be one of the most ambitious movies. Because it's... Essentially, you're not having a hero fight a villain like it usually is. You're having a hero fight a hero. And in a way, there are movies that are like this. That's understandable. I haven't seen all the Dragon Ball movies and when it comes to memory, my only two—the only two I actually like—keep in mind, besides Golden Frieza, but I remember that one more because also, I've also rewatched it recently. But when it comes to memory, the only two that really stick in my head are cool are Cooler and Broly's original movies. Uh, if, if there's ever a Cooler movie in the future, just know that at this moment I don't know—I didn't even know if it existed because for now this is you know, before that exists. But yeah. This is what's it called? Um. In short, this is when it comes to Dragon Ball movies. This is pretty ambitious for what they're doing, because again, er, not only as I mentioned before, three things that matter in a Saturday morning cartoon or in a, just in general this type of storytelling. Well, I call this I call the storytelling Saturday mornings. Point is, plot, character, and fight. Right and or i should say action plot character in action and usually the action is kind of cut like cut clean and simple it's technically like the climax right or more so the climax takes part in the action but it's kind of like pretty simple enough i mean most of the time unless you're, you want to show that the villain is the villain you don't really get to see much of them during the cartoons or the anime you just watch. You'll you'll you mainly see them doing the bad guy things, you know, killing civilians and whatnot. But throughout this show, my eyebrow itches. What the heck? Did I get bit? Uh, I hope not, because I hate bugs. Well, I hate certain bugs for certain bites. Uh, what's it called? So it makes sense that a or no, what's it called? Sorry, I'm I'm I don't want to lose my train of thought. But in short yeah these cartoons um these shows i should say will the action is i guess part of the clamp, no yeah that's right yeah essentially when each character has a role it's pretty simple and it's a it's a format that no matter who the villain is dragon ball has always followed it now of course you can do certain certain things with dragon ball like if i remember correctly boo goes from being the villain to being a good guy all of a sudden but that format, or that, that style, or that presentation is done a little differently. In short, it's, it always matters where the change usually happens during the fight. The character development happens during the fight. That's basically it. You have... it starts off with your character, the rising action is, in, is where the plot is introduced. And, and this isn't directly for every single thing. This is more so how I'm trying to dissect it at the moment. But the rising action is where the fight is introduced, like the the plot or whatever. And then, of course, the climax happens during the fight. But each character with their role has makes it kind of like, I guess, easier to do. You have the villain and the hero, basically. And they're on each side of the line. At the moment, your characters are all on the same side. And this is what's happening on the show. All of their characters were on the same side of the line. It wasn't hero and villain anymore and it wasn't even hero versus anti-hero or anti-villain, you know, in between, because that's, that's on the line, that's in between the two. This is hero versus hero. They're technically racing. And that's kind of like the trouble with the fight because now you're not just like saying, oh, look, this villain has a single transformation and now they're super hard to beat. So we have to try to get our own transformation or whatever. No, they're kind of going back and forth, and that's not necessarily bad, but it would have been easier if they just kind of gave Broly's role or gave Broly's fight style um, the villain treatment, where it's essentially that he transforms and then he kicks their ass throughout the movie. And in a way, he does do that, but that's usually just like a single transformation or an introduction. Character-wise, it's a single transformation. (laughs) But in this movie, Broly officially has four... And what I mean by officially is that now this movie is canon. He overall has four forms. Form. The way I said forms. Four forms. Normal, Wrath State, Super Saiyan. And Legendary Super Saiyan. I almost said three. Uh, And technically, even Goku does that. But the difference is that... Or Goku's done that. But the difference is that he's had, like, a year's worth of television to actually set up and introduce those forms individually. And while in this movie he does go from form to form, he also doesn't go to Kaioken. He doesn't do uh, Ultra Instinct. He does He does them each at a different time. Now, I've heard of Ultra Instinct, and I've actually, I haven't actually seen it, but I don't like it because it sounds pretty cheap. Uh... Although it does kind of add to... Is that... I can't see a bug bite, but it itches like crazy. So I'm going to handle it real quick as a as I'm talking. But... oh, This is probably going to burn if I'm not careful. I'll kind of get some alcohol in my eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> Wish me luck, guys. Anyways. Uh... What was I saying, though? They kind of have... They don't have that luxury for Brawly. This is kind of why the villains always ever had, uh, like, one form. I mean, think about it. Cooler could have easily been introduced in his first form, then his second, third, and fourth. It could have basically have been a recreation of the, um, what's it called? It could have basically easily have been a recreation of the, uh, Namekian arc or the Frieza arc or whatever. And But with Cooler having his new transformation. But back then, they had the difference. Or they had the hindsight, the ability, the whatever, to know that there's it Sorry. They had the ability to know that this, with hindsight or something, that, yeah, they can't really um, do all that. It's a bit of a time waster. If they tried to fit all of his forms in this single movie, then they would have gotten... They wouldn't have had much treatment. It would have been Cooler for certain... <laughs> That wasn't a pun, but I'll gladly accept it as a pun. Anyways, um, it would have been cooler for certain to see him <laughs> give Goku a hard time throughout his forms. But the problem is, again, when you're watching it on a show, you have the luxury of time in between your episodes where people can forget like what happened in the original fights or whatever. So if a character has a new power or ability or whatever, even if it's a copy of another one, you won't be able to notice because you're simply... There's just too much time in between. The human mind can only remember so much information. But... In the case of this movie, right? They're they're trying to add all these different forms. And, oh my goodness, I've gone on a tangent about forms. And it's taken ten minutes. But it kind of relates because... Throughout the fight, Broly... Most of... or Broly starts off with a single form. That really takes up most of the time. And it does what the original Dragon Ball movies do... do. Now, in a way, they could have made this work with two forms. Uh, more so with certain... De- I would ha- it would make sense with certain detail. But basically, they could have given him only two forms. But what they decided to do was give him three overall. Three new forms, not including his base form. It was the Wrath State, Super Saiyan, and then Legendary Super Saiyan. And the thing that this affects is the reason people loved Brawly. Legendary Super Saiyan. Throughout most of the fight, he he takes Goku and Vegeta on... The way he does in the original movies. There is a part I don't like where he's all of a sudden we see like the fight through his point of view, like Hardcore Henry style. And the reason Hardcore Henry works is because you see that's like the entire movie, not the not like one scene at a time, you know, but in the movie, right? uh, Or most of the fight time, like most of what gives them a hard time is his wrath state, which is a new form made specifically to this movie. In short, it's adrenaline, but for Super Saiyan's. It's a little bit hard to explain. Um, Well, actually, they explain it in the movie, but it's not... I shouldn't go into too much detail, because then I'll forget about what I'm trying to talk about. But it takes up most of the time, and it takes up most of the fight, and it does what any real Dragon Ball movie should do. It gives the characters a hard time before they find a means to defeat the villain, basically. Like in the case of Metal Cooler, for instance... He doesn't even transform, but they define a way to defeat him, and until they do, it's been giving him a hard time. And that's really what all you need to do for these movies. It doesn't really matter, because in the case, remember, everybody is here for the action. The reason that everybody's watching the original movies, for instance, or the reason why they're so memorable, uh, as far as I know, is because Broly's been, like in the original Broly, Broly's been kicking Goku's ass the entire time, not just him. But all, like, of the Z fighters, right? I think that's what they're called. All of the fighters. Piccolo, Gohan, Go... Not Goten. uh, Trunks. He's been beating the crap out of everybody so far. But... And he's been giving them a hard time until they finally won. The fact that it's Goku, who was essentially Superman... Goku's been beaten into a pulp... Is what makes this fight... What's it called? Is what makes Broly so interesting... Throughout the show, and even if this isn't connected to the show, Goku has been proven to beat everybody just by transforming. And now he's having a hard time. And this is the same thing with Cooler. Except with Cooler, it was a little bit sad because he does lose to Super Saiyan. But it's cool. It's Well, no pun intended. No pun intended. He gets his butt kicked for a while until he transforms. So it follows the format of the show without going overboard. Like, again, no form versus form you know it's one of those things it's kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh card fight where once the setup is done it's game over for the opponent you know like you don't even get to make another move if, if they get a certain card out it's over uh you know they could basically okay okay i'm getting distracted in the case of the brawly movie the reason it starts to mess up and the very ending is kind of sweet or whatever but It's the ending of the fight that really matters here because that's where the movie technically ends or finishes or whatever. So far, it's been treated like an actual Dragon Ball movie because they only stuck with the one form for most of the fight. They suddenly introduce... When they want to introduce a new form and say, hey, this is going to give the heroes a hard time, they give it what's called the Michael Bay treatment. And that's that's basically to say, oh, shoot, how do we make this look interesting? Or how do we prove that this is that this is where it's at uh, their decision is to keep on adding effects or adding abilities or whatever. Uh, specifically Broly just starts shooting a bunch of lasers out of himself and starts destroying stuff. It's not a no, it is a pretty bad idea because he's already used most of his powers and abilities so far in the fight so him like it, it just ugh. you know what really bugs me because in Dragon Ball's universe his like escape move isn't the explosion thing—it's just like, what's it called? It's just fly up, <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of the trouble. Oh man, it's just so tough to really explain this. They've taken up most of the time treating it like a Dragon Ball movie, when they sh- frankly, in order to really sell this movie, they should have just cut out Super Saiyan, regular Super Saiyan. Replacing it with Legendary Super Saiyan. Because. It's so tough. Because at this point. I'm just reviewing forms. But. They should have just replaced it. With Legendary Super Saiyan. Because. Now they have. To, they have even little time. Because. He has to be. Le- he has to be. Regular Super Saiyan. But even then. Like. Nobody would really question him. being Turning into Legendary Super Saiyan. Because. The only. The canon Broly before. Broly. Being Kale. This other character. Was seen transforming from. Rather than going from Super Saiyan to Legendary Super Saiyan, she goes straight into Legendary Super Saiyan. Or they call it, like, the demon form or something. Point is that we already know her... We already know it's possible. Nobody would really question it. And again, I don't blame the creators, because this, this is something that comes with hindsight, you know? Like, remember remember when it comes to reviews, this is, like... Ugh, I don't even know the point of this review. I'm getting distracted. Uh... It would have been a lot nicer if Broly just didn't transform into a Super Saiyan. Like, from the. When he gets into Legendary Super Saiyan, that's when it should be. Like, basically, like, endgame for Goku and Vegeta. Uh. It's so hard, because I'm trying. I've. I've realized why it's been so hard. I'm essentially doing what I said I wasn't going to do, where I describe every single point of the fight. But the point. The big point is that. Once. They're introducing too many forms into one movie. And. Forms in the show... While I don't agree with forms at all. I only agree with maybe having one or two in these kind of shows. Um, They are... They take time. You can't just suddenly introduce them. That's what they did. Even worse so, in order to make them feel cooler, they just decided to throw in a bunch of post-processing effects. Like, all of a sudden... And this happens literally out of nowhere. When when Broly transforms into Legendary Super Saiyan, it, it just... It happens, all of a sudden. His hair just, like, suddenly turns green, and then that's it. Like, no, actually, that's not even it. They just, like, throw them into some kind of world where it's like, oh, it's not Earth anymore, it's like some broken reality or whatever. And I, I want to go back to my Artemis Fowl review. In short, having a lot of noise... Oh, I should have said this in the beginning. Having a lot of noise isn't a real fight. Is isn't At least it's not an entertaining one. And what I mean by noise is having the characters move around like really fast and there's a lot of stuff going on in the background and you can't tell like what's happening basically because that's what happens and I initially I was initially initially under the impression that this kind of thing only happens when you have too many characters in a fight scene but what I realized is that it's just a matter of actual like pacing and direction so it's been frustrating because I've been trying I've been like reviewing the fight itself too much it's a little bit too much I have to actually look into it, but yeah, this movie was it starts off pretty strong, but it needs a lot of it needed a lot of help. I guess, oh man, I can't believe I ended it so poorly, but yeah, I guess in a way, I should just say, do I recommend dragon ball super this movie if you if you're if you're looking for like an original Dragon Ball movie, but with a modern take uh it's about fifty fifty it has. A focus on backstory and lore and whatnot, but a lack of presentation like and that's something that really a lot of modern movies have in common. they really don't do that very well um but do I recommend if you so I don't really recommend it for you I mean unless you're okay with skipping in like the first thirty minutes of the movie, do I recommend? The movie to a general audience, unfortunately, I do not because unless you're really okay with like just action, there's just too much nonsensical things going on. Do I recommend it as a bad movie, like when you could laugh at not really uh if you're willing to just be dumb and enjoy the fights, yeah, it's pretty okay, but overall, it's not even really funny it's just it's not even really laughable, it's just like confusing. And it's sad because having. If this movie took off properly, and I did hear, according to some fans, they believe that it was a very good. That it was. It did amazing, essentially. And. Well, I look at the numbers, right? According to the Wikipedia, at least. And not the Dragon Ball Wikipedia. I just mean Wikipedia. According to the numbers, it didn't do very well, at least not internationally. But, I still hope for there being an attempt again, because now, they, uh, the, I was gonna say Konami, the creators officially have that hindsight, and hopefully it's enough to really push them forward. Like, again, I mean, as long as they don't try to introduce a new form, and if they, if they do make a new villain, as long, I mean, as long as it's not a Saiyan, we don't really have much to worry about. The way I see it, actually, I should talk about what I was gonna say after. But I guess that's all for now. Unfortunately, I can't really say much. It's it ends off with the fight. It 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 it, it technically ends with Goku kind of implying that there's gonna be more Dragon Ball in the future, which I'm hoping for. Cause I mean, come on, it's a good show. It's a good show. It just needs a lot of work. That's that's how TV is. Uh, it just ends with him really. After or actually, the two buddies that Broly meets. Um basically McGuffin him out of there using the dragon balls uh McGuffin Broly out of there and they go to live live with him on his home worlds. not Vegeta that place got fucked up but um they go to live with him on Vampa the place that he got booted out of man this movie messed me up but yeah and in, after that they imply that there could be more Dragon Ball in the future the way i see it actually i have a lot to talk about when it comes to like there being a possible Dragon Ball movie. I'll save it for the ending, but for now, that's all. Not much else I could talk about. I did really mess up. I'm sorry about that, everybody, but I thank you for sticking around this long. Uh, Hopefully, I can like this movie. I can do better in the future. When, again, hey, it wasn't a bad movie. And if you're there for mindless action, yeah, it's pretty enjoyable for the middle part. And, yeah, kind of the ending. More so the middle part. I I just think The Wrath State was pretty good. I guess you could just watch that on YouTube. Uh... If you like this video, feel free to follow the If you like this podcast, if you like this episode, feel free to follow the podcast on on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever the heck you listen to your podcasts. Next week's episode, it depends. If my cousin comes over um, in a way that we can record, we'll probably probably be doing Black Ops Four. If not, probably another anime or or Godzilla. No, I'm just I'm sorry. I can't do Godzilla yet. I, I want some more time. Uh, probably a video game, though. You never know. Looking at you, Dead Space. I'm looking at you. Can't do fear. That needs more time, too. Anyways, that's all for now, I guess. Uh, feel free to stick around after the, um, after the sponsor to hear some interesting things. I guess, I don't know, some Easter eggs. Bye! Hello, sir. Would you like to buy some of this Poofy Pampers? Call at this number right now. Eight one eight seven nine three eight one eight zero. So if you are, if you're, if you manage to survive all that, uh I'm I'm surprised. <laughs> my my brain almost kills itself sometimes, but yeah, thank you for sticking around. I guess if you're here, then I guess you've probably heard the rumors that there could be a possible Dragon Ball future. I mean, Dragon Ball Super movie in the future again. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it, it could a lot of people are speculating that it could be, uh, one involving another non-canon character that they might make canon. And while I love the idea of, like, this being the case, I will say that this is also the same channel that said Dragon Ball Super was super popular, or Dragon Ball Super's, um, movie did very well. Uh, not to say that it didn't, like I said, it did fairly okay, and of course there's always reruns and Other ways that the movie can make its money back. But for now, I I will say, unfortunately, I don't believe that Cooler is going to be in the next Dragon Ball Super movie. On the off chance he is, there is something I'd like to say to the creators. Unfortunately, your Dragon Ball... I mean, it's not like they're listening exactly, so I'll say it more like a second-hand note. The point is that, unfortunately, Dragon Ball Super's Broly movie didn't do very... I don't think it did very well, but I think that there is a way it could have been done properly. I kind of said most of what I could already. I tried to. I, I don't know. Every time I make this podcast my brain di- my brain just dies for a minute. It's like, I'm motivated and then I just like don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, in short, keep the forms low, or at the very least, keep them simple. And never try to really make your fight look flashy. The more you make it look flashy, the less proper it works. I mean, to put it simply, I can put glitter on a glock but if the glock don't work there's no point (laughs) i know it's very weird to say but i mean all i could think of is gun and glitter you know it's a little tough to explain (laughs) but keep it simple i mean they used a lot of during the broly movie they used a lot of like real life fighting styles and stuff like or techniques more specifically like the over the shoulder throw and whatnot they didn't use a lot. It was a little, very sparingly, because this is a Dragon Ball movie after all. But it was useful. It was good enough, you know what I mean? The only thing I can't... The only thing I can say that I don't agree with is... Uh, again, the overall use in forms. If, if you add too many... This is kind of things to go for anybody who's in the working in the industry. But if you put too many of something... Oh, excuse me. If you put too much of something, you're going to have... You're going to, or not too much, don't try to one-up yourself visually. Like Broly exploding everything around him wasn't really cool. It was interesting, but that mostly works for something where it makes sense. Keep your fights as grounded as much as possible. In the case of the, the Cooler movie, in terms of actually trying to explain Cooler having a form that isn't Golden, don't worry about Golden. I I really suggest that you don't worry. I mean, it looks all flashy and whatever. And it looks as interesting as Dragon Ball or the Super Saiyan Blue, but it doesn't matter that much. Trust me, it does not. It's not necessarily useful. I mean, basically, while people people come here for the look of things, uh, the the look also doesn't matter as long as it's, I guess, portrayed properly. <laughs> portrayed Properly, it'll be fine. And if it is really tough, hey, it's easy enough to just say something simple like "he his form is a mutation rather than an actual transformation." It's easy enough. Man, I should have said this for the ending of the podcast. Jesus Louise. Ah well. Anyways, for those of you who are inspiring to uh, write in the future, just focus hard. You know, there's a lot of like tricks and whatever you can use on YouTube. And even, like, once you've done pretty good, like, let's just say you make the next Aliens movie, never not take advice, criticism, or whatever. People like to pretend that criticism nowadays is just getting spit on. But the problem is that in reality, if you're taking anything that hard, look at it very closely. Because even while it might sound bad, there might be a point in it. Trust me. There's always a point to it. It's never always... It's, I mean, it's, it's rude, don't get me wrong. Don't give them... Don't, like... Bend over for them But At least Take it with a grain of salt Simple as that I don't really have much to say I guess this is more an easter egg And Me honestly hoping Akira hears this And does add Cooler to the movie Ugh Yeah just don't overdo it We don't want to We don't need to see Cooler in his Like first form or whatever Just keep it simple You know Honestly all they have to do is remake The original Dragon Ball Cooler movie And that'll be it I don't know Anyways, glad for sticking around for this little Easter egg, I guess. I don't know. Oh, no, I should probably bring that up next time. Peace out, everybody.